here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarran and Jeff Hawkins. Name a uh, name a better match in this year's G one so far than Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. <laughs> in this year's G one, um, better than that? None. That's I can't. That's the correct answer, son. Okay. Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome. Those matches were so good in ECW. Do you consider ECW? Uh, to be independent wrestling. Uh, I believe the first ECW to be independent wrestling, yes. Well, not not the WWE ECW, of course. No, but but do I consider ECW to be independent? Yes, because I do. Because would you consider Ring of Honor to be independent wrestling right now? Yes. Because if you do, then ECW absolutely is, because Ring of Honor is probably in more homes. It, it's got a bigger financial backer, and it it's a television product. At this point, like if, if you consider Ring of Honor to be inter- independent wrestling, ECW is. And what got me to think about this is, um, I don't know if it was our, I think friend of the show, Brandon Thurston. I think he was the one who asked this, but someone else may have. I don't know. Um, on Twitter, they asked, who got you into independent wrestling? And I was thinking about it. And of course, I didn't start watching till like 96, 97. Uh, and ECW was my first independent wrestling exposure. And then after that, a couple of years, it was Ring of Honor. And for both ECW and Ring of Honor, the answer to that question, who got me into independent wrestling, was Raven. And that's what made me think, okay, is ECW actually independent wrestling? And I, I don't see how it couldn't be considered that. Yeah, sure, it was on national TV, but so was Ring of Honor. So was TNA well, at this point, and TNA is barely wrestling at all. It, it was such a weird thing because I guess, <laughs> I'm going to do it back in my day, uh, back Good. in my day. Um, you know, when you had both WCW and WWF, anything that wasn't those two was independent wrestling. So, yes, ECW, part of that was it was independent. It was a little counterculture. It was kind of ours. Now, with only like one really big company, I still think these other companies, you know, even if they have television, are independent wrestling, so to speak. It's just like talking about colas and you're talking about Coke and Pepsi, but RC is still a big cola. Yeah. But it's not one of the big two. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking ECW is kind of the RC. That's still because they're TNA, kind of. I, I, I don't know. Well, they had Global Force Wrestling, if you will. Global that, Force, not, non, non-mainstream, I think I consider indie. Right, so, because it, it's strange because, I mean, TNA, they don't do live events. They Well, they just started doing live events again, uh, finally. No, but... When people talk wrestling, nobody ever brings up GFW. No one just does. Out, out, out of out of conversation. I mean, it's hard enough to even 
the the tertiary WWE properties like NXT or 205 Live, nobody brings up. You know, I mean, half the time it's, it's if somebody brings up wrestling, is is Ric Flair still out there? Are the Dudley Boys still going? You know, those kinds of things. Is the Rock coming so, back? Is the Rock yeah. going to be there? That's the number one is question Austin, I think. Is has has Austin been around lately? You know, <laughs> which is funny too because Austin, I'm absolutely the bigger star. When The Rock and Austin were both peaking at the same time, Austin was the bigger star in wrestling. And then a couple of years later, The Rock really started to grow and he's obviously mainstream now. Uh, but I hear more people talking about The Rock when it comes to wrestling than Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, the generation that was big into Steve Austin, if they're still around, they're talking about New Japan or they're talking about uh, uh, probably The Drifter at this point. <laughs> I, I, I would say The Drifter. You mean Elias? Elias, that's right. He's not the drifter. He's not you Elias Sampson. Yeah, you Elias. were here last week, so we we discussed that just a little bit, not much, but uh... it was uh, very sad, <laughs> very strange, very strange. They got uh, you got Dunkin' Donuts out there considering dropping the donuts. So apparently, it is the invoke thing in mainstream this is now. Dumb. This is dumb. All all of these types of rebranding things go with what brought you to the damn dance. Because restaurants do this, like like you had Mick McDonald's was saying about doing Mickey D's, Kentucky Fried Chicken went to KFC. Right. You know that everybody's trying to seem new and hip, and 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 I think you know it, it's funny because well, hey. that that Dunkins are supposed to be out here. Are are you going to just expand the menu to crap that nobody cares about? Well, they already have the menus far different than just selling donuts. Oh, yeah. I mean, they sell the coffees oh, yeah, and everything, is. and um. If it were if it were Starbucks donuts or Starbucks coffee, I because it used to be Starbucks coffee, right? And now it's not; it's just Starbucks. Sometimes you you should drop certain things. In the case of Dunkin' Donuts, I don't necessarily know if you really get anything by dropping the donuts. But in certain cases, like KFC, that's probably the right move. You don't have to be Kentucky Fried Chicken; you can be KFC. Like it, it's what WWE did. They were World Wrestling Entertainment. Now they're WWE Inc. The WWE doesn't stand for anything officially. Right. It's just WWE Inc. But when you change names like Elias Sampson to Elias, how does that help? To me, that's a guy who should be having two names. You should be calling that's him the Drifter. The, if you want to knock yeah. out the name, just call him the Drifter. Like, that's it. He does not have a name. He is the Drifter. And if yeah, you're going to... kind of like back in the 80s when... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, if you're going to keep you know knocking on names too, I mean, how about you change Dean Ambrose's name to get the fuck out of here? <laughs> oh, God. Dean Ambrose, <laughs> Dean Ambrose lasted was, two was, weeks. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you messaged me uh, my exact thought, and I've told you to save it for the show about this old Dean Ambrose, uh, Seth Rollins thing. It lasted two weeks. Are you kidding me? We were praising this two weeks ago because it was such a cool ending to Raw. Dean Ambrose and Tyler Black not having the fist bump, uh, you know, saving it for later on, and then. This week, all of a sudden, like, what the hell changed? Like, Dean Ambrose can now trust uh, Seth Rollins. He can now trust him. He goes, he gives the fist bump. This is not a situation where it should be going back and forth. And like, oh, they're just missing each other. They're, the timing's so bad. It shouldn't be that. It should be Seth Rollins sucking Dean's cock until Dean finally gives in. What is with you with this language? Look, I, I, I think Dean should have kind of just kind of given a cursory thanks but you're not out of the woods yet type of i thing. mean not, something left this isn't left. this I isn't mean, back and forth this isn't should it shouldn't be going like oh just if only it's just a misconnection these two 
Dean Ambrose is pissed at Seth Rollins and he shouldn't be giving in until Seth Rollins either either gets part of the uh, gets back into the group because of something Roman Reigns does or something a third party does, like actually getting them back together or or Seth Rollins shows something to where he's the reunion is at SummerSlam. That's where the money was. You do the fist thing at SummerSlam, right? After the match. Well, hang on to that thought for just a second. I just want to talk about these two right now, but then we can bring Roman Reigns into it again. Because the issue should be Seth Rollins doing something like if you're Dean Ambrose, okay, and if they wanted to make this story cool and keep it going like that, you know, have Dean continue to just not just give in like he can't just easily accept Seth back. But maybe Seth Rollins does something that has no benefit to Dean Ambrose that actually shows Seth Rollins or shows Dean that Seth may have been changed and maybe you're turning a new leaf. But coming out to help Dean Ambrose, I mean, you could do that all day long and still secretly have a plan to bash his head in. This is this is not a situation where, oh, a couple, he helped me once. We're never, we're not getting back. I don't trust you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but you helped me twice. Oh, well, that that changes the whole game. This That is not this. You should not be no. doing this. I don't know why they're giving this back and forth. And Seth Rollins, the ball's on this guy. Seth Rollins is trying to get back in Dean's good graces. He's doing all this. And to turn his back on Dean when Dean finally accepts him back, the nerve. Garbage. And, and I don't even care about the Roman part of it. I thought the, the reunion of these two bearing the hatchet should have been at whatever's happening at SummerSlam. Well, now that's the question. Because what is happening at SummerSlam with these two? We don't have a match for these two yet, right? Uh, it's going to be tag. They're going to be in this tag team thing. It I seems think. like it. Look, let it me, seems like let me, it. Cause this gets into my thing now. Okay. Let me the good for WWE this week. That Swan TJP match on two Oh five and NXT. That's the list. Yeah. But no one's, no one's watching either of those honestly exactly. right now. Su- SummerSlam right now is a six hour one match show with this four way. That's it. I would because give it, I would give it, none it two. Of these, I would give it to none of these other bills. What's your other one? Um, uh, Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome. Will you stop that? No, look, let's. They're filling in gaps on the raw side because of the injury. I honest, okay, I, I, get I know. That. I honestly thought there was a second match, and I'm like, okay, the WWE title match is Shinsuke and Jinder, which to oh, some that'll be exciting, but really, I mean, what the hell? That's uh, the second half of my anger right now. Okay. That SmackDown, that SmackDown show was just illogical, and the big loser and all that was Shinsuke Nakamura, and he didn't even wrestle. Is are, okay, are John they... Cena comes out. Oh yeah. John oh, yeah. Cena comes out. He doesn't care. Oh, my turn to rant. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> John Cena comes out and he doesn't care about the match from last week. He's doing his I'm here for the people to entertain. Give me a match. Woo-hoo-hoo. Well, Orton Baron was the Corbin same way. Comes out. Baron, oh, we'll get to him. Okay. Baron Corbin, <laughs> Baron, Baron Corbin comes out doing, doing sports entertainment. Bear. John, 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 that crap. Mm-hmm. Setting up this match that nobody cares about. Okay, fine. Then you have Randy Orton come out and beat Jinder Mahal, who had no backup this week, clean. Who, how does that help Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal and build that at all? It's building up heat for Randy Orton that nobody cares about other than the entrance and his finisher. Mm-hmm. Up until the Rusev kick, I was seething at this match and what it did to the SummerSlam card. And then not only does Jinder Mahal with no backup take Randy Orton's finisher, which usually lays out guys flat. But if you have a money in the bank briefcase and you can cash in at any time, that's the time to cash in kids. 
<laughs> when when the quote unquote biggest finisher in the company has happened. And, and I just that whole SmackDown program and 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 the one match you'd look forward to, that AJ Kevin Owens match. Yeah. Where's all the heat on that? Where where's the intrigue in that? Well, I mean, going back and forth, the, the heat's supposed to be what's Shane gonna do? Right. What's Shane going to do? That is where the question is. So the wrestling in the match doesn't matter. It's going to be, is Shane gonna call it down the middle? Is Shane gonna screw one of the guys? Ah! <laughs> that was God, really interesting so- too. The whole promo to set up Shane as the referee when Daniel Bryan comes in <laughs> and says, "Oh, I'm going to set up a referee." Like I expected it to be him, and I don't know why because the whole idea if you can't if you can't clear him to wrestle, he can't be a ref either. So, it, but it just seems like backwards. Like Daniel Bryan is like, "Oh, you want a tough guy in there as a ref? Well, I'm weak and crippled, so I'll give you Shane McMahon, this guy who <laughs> survived a helicopter crash, who's barely alive. Like he's a survivor. This guy." <laughs> and then, and then, you know, just kind of healing AJ a bit on Shane. I just, when there's really no reason to, you're just like, okay, that's interesting, but you know, it would have been nice to have a nice match yeah. in, in SummerSlam amidst all this other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. look, and, and even for me, the four way, the intrigue out of that, the only thing, the only interesting outcome out of that match for me is if they give Samoa Joe the title. Okay. Because everything else leads to more Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and it's pretty much what we all thought. It pretty much is going to go down as as we're thinking, if it's Braun or Roman or Brock. That, that's pretty much how it's going to go, right? I mean, yeah. Joe at least adds a bit of intrigue there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what the second match. I'm like, I could look up the SummerSlam card, and the four-way is super, super thrilling, super excited for that one. Mm-hmm. I uh, hope that goes two hours with entrances, but it's not, it's not going to go that long. Uh, so that's going to be a bummer. Uh, Brock Lesnar throwing everyone around at the start of raw was pretty hyped. Yeah, except that uh, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked, the, I liked the segment. Don't get me wrong. I did. I thought the segment was great, but it, it's, it's again, they're there. You've basically eliminated your entire mid card heels mm-hmm. <laughs> out of doing that. And they're in a program trying to build up a guy that needs a lot of help because all these guys you're giving with help are, uh, are now being saddled with quote unquote mouthpieces that have old gimmicks. You know, you have your Titus, you have your, you have your Kurt angle and now you have gold dust, gold dust. Who, who's gold that's going to be managing? Cause I've, I've broken it down to two people. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to write down gold dust here because i want to get to him uh but we promised the people we talk about roman reigns with the shield for just one moment i want to get back to it really quick um, okay when you when you mentioned SummerSlam and getting back together i was i thought you were talking about like all three but now I, it makes sense it would be those no. two fighting for the tag team titles maybe they win the tag team titles and it forces them to kind of coexist not in the way where it's like two opponents are coexisting because they're tag champs but two guys who are mostly on the same side but not quite best friends kind of like a Sheamus and Cesaro towards the middle there. Cause at first they were opponents. Then towards the middle, they were on the same page. They just didn't really get along and they didn't like each other. And then now they're, they're tag team champs and they're best buds. You know, something like that kind of gets the story going. It would be way too soon to bring Roman reigns back into it, but it would be super cool. And I think it would get a big pop. And I think people would actually turn to like Roman reigns a little bit. If Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were the reason why Roman won the title at SummerSlam, uh, 
And the reason I mention that is because I may be, I may be wrong on this. Do you think the timing is right? If the shield were to get back together all of a sudden, and it wouldn't make much sense right now for them to help Roman because they have their own issues to deal with right now. But if the shield were to get back together and close out SummerSlam with Roman Reigns as the champ, does it get a positive reaction in New York or a negative reaction in New York? Negative. Anything with Roman's going to get a negative reaction in New York. I think. I don't know. I, you know what? Oh, man, I may have answered that too soon without thinking. Well, about I, it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if you have because it's a very strange one because the timing is not right for that. And if you build it out for a couple more months and got like those two on the same page and then like you're teasing Roman Reigns starting to get back into the circle with those guys. And maybe then you could do a, a misconnection, a wrong timing kind of situation where now you have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins back together. But Roman Reigns is the guy who's out doing his own thing. And maybe he doesn't want to be part of the group. And you're just like, ah, oh, will these three ever just reunite already? You know, I think it depends on the reason for getting them back together. And I think it's how the crowd uh, perceives it. Because if it were about, like, let's say, Braun, Brock, and Joe form an alliance and just start kicking the crap out of Roman. Yeah. And and the shield come in to reunite that they would pop for that. If Roman's the champ and they're bringing out Rollins and and Dean just to have a reunion, mm-hmm. I think the crowd's going to be way ahead of it. And they're going to say, oh, they're just going to feed the other two to Brock to build up that man. You know, it's kind of like the heel stable where you have a couple of geeks, but you have the real star. I mean, at that that was always kind of the problem on the first run of the shield was that they were protecting Roman and giving him all the big moves while the other two guys were having a great match. And, and while we may not have realized at the time, when you watch those matches now with that vision, you can, you can see the steps they were taking to protect Roman. I I think if they view it as protecting Roman, they're going to boo. If it's seen as three guys trying to take on an impossible force of like a Heyman dangerous Alliance, they'll pop like crazy. The drifter. And Why? Emma, you want to know who Goldust is looking at? It's one of those two. I think it's Emma. I, I did. I would. I think the reason Emma got all that offense in that match is that this is going to be the gimmick, and it's probably a bit of a rib on her in some ways. I, I, I was thinking either oh, Emma think or so. Summer, Emma or Summer Ray. I know. Yeah, I don't think it's Summer Ray, and it may not be Emma either, and it may not be the Drifter, because the whole idea here is Goldust is watching at SummerSlam to find his protege or his tag team partner or his whatever, and neither of them are going to be on it. Yeah, but it's going to be someone not involved in a match. That's the way they always kind of do these That's things, true. I think. That's true. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where I, I thought the reason that Emma got so much offense in that match on Monday was because she's going to be the, she's going to be the one that they give to gold dust. And then they're going to saddle her with this goofy. And, and that's the reason why gold does kind of, uh, he, he emphasized the starlet part. I, I think that that's, that's the move here. Yeah. I think it's Emma worst case, the drifter. I don't know who else it would be. It doesn't make any sense for it to be anyone unless like you go, I mean, the drifter would kind of be going full on comedy with it, but if you made it Jason Jordan, like Goldust tries to recruit Jason Jordan uh, to be like, okay, you know who your dad is. You got the bloodlines. Well, now you got to follow me to make movies and become a star, blah, blah, blah. Like, I figured it out. It I failed. figured it out. You it's f- a star. It's a guy with movie star looks, leading man charisma. It's your boy, Tino Sabatelli. 
Yeah, I mean, that would make the most sense. And Tino would probably catapult up to like a uh, a top main eventer, I would say. I would say he's the main event of Survivor Series, if that were the pairing, Goldust and Tino. Um, TV star Alex Riley. God, it would feel like 1989 <laughs> pay-per-view main event if Tino Sabatelli were coming out there with Goldust. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, that would be like <laughs> the million-dollar man with Steve Austin. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, it yeah. would feel really odd. Like, it would feel like that's the type of main event tandem I would see on a VHS tape rented from Blockbuster 10 years later. <laughs> it's not to be, though. It's not to be. First of all, Blockbusters don't exist. And second of all, you don't have to rent things anymore. You watch them on the WWE Network. Award-winning. Are you glad? I mean, we still get the commercials. We still get the stand-ups where they're talking about this network all the time. But, man... Two years ago, we were seeing that at the end of every segment, the nine ninety nine stuff. I'm glad that's gone. There, there's one blockbuster left, by the way. There is one blockbuster. Is it in Alaska? Is that right? I, I'm not sure, but I, I've heard their tw- the Twitter account is is phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, uh, I want to say it's in Alaska. Stop talking. Stop talking about the downfall of of blockbuster, the closings. It's like talking about dead relatives. It hurts. It is kind of like the it's kind of like the nihilist Arby's account. It's it's quite good. Yeah, um, I wanna. I don't know where it is though. I I must mm. find out now. I must find out where this last blockbuster is. Oaklawn. You are in a, you are in a oh, weird. Oh my gosh, Oaklawn is... Shopping Center. Where is the Oaklawn Shopping Center? Yeah, they're getting a lot of uh, mainstream press for this Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why can't uh, Why can't you do that? Why can't you get why mainstream can't I press? Do that? Yeah. Why can't you get mainstream press for your Twitter account, sir? I, I could get mainstream press. It just wouldn't necessarily be good press. Okay. <laughs> you know how they say any any publicity is good publicity? Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe that. It's in Illinois, apparently, the Oaklawn Shopping Center in Illinois, whatever that is. Uh anywho. I saw who did who said it? Your friend Alex over there at Fightful. Uh, mm. tweeted out if everyone knew it was going to be Naya versus Sha- uh, versus Sasha next week for the number one contender spot. Anyway, why did they have to do the two triple threat matches and go through the whole rigmarole? He, tw- he uh, tweeted um, because they have three hours. It's a yes. long raw. You have to take the long way sometimes because why the hell not? Plus I got Emma on TV and that match, uh, that match, that triple threat match with Emma and Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox was a tad bit clunky. Don't you think like Emma's offense was cool. She's hard hitting. She's going in there. She's nuts and she's the best, but that was one of those clunky three ways where you're like, Oh, this is just sad. Not a good week for any of the women this week. I thought, I mean, it, it's funny cause cause the clunkiness of that triple threat had left my mind compared to the clunkiness of Lana and Charlotte and Naomi and and Carmella. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's so odd that you're like, man, that was clunky. I was like, was it? Let's think. Yes. Yes, it was. And the Bailey promo, Bailey referencing the booze. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, people starting oh. to realize if they hadn't already, she's not the best talker and you need to kind of limit that. It hurts. Uh, it's <laughs> just it's that, not that hurts. it's not great. Uh, it's not great. I'm almost like clamoring for uh, Billy and Peyton to come on up already. Show these women who's boss. 
uh, Toronto crowds, um, you know, they, they, they mentioned the bizarro world. I, I just remember watching 205 Live, and you could hear the one guy who's there to heckle them the whole time. Like, he's chanting, boring, in the middle of the Tony Nese-Cedric Alexander match. And every time someone says something, it's like, why don't you shut up and go away? And I'm just like, there's one guy who's yelling this, and it's getting picked up by the hard mic. What the hell? I think you're the one guy left watching 205 Live. I had like. heard that this TJP match and Rich Swan match was really, really good, so I watch it. I don't watch it weekly. Okay. I will watch it when I hear things, when I hear something's really good on it. Let me let me ask you this. Are you more mm-hmm. excited for SummerSlam or TakeOver? Um, I don't care about TakeOver one bit. Uh, so I am I am more excited. Like I am going to watch the two and a half hours of TakeOver, and then I'm going to watch the six hours of SummerSlam all for that main event. The four-way, that's what I'll be waiting for. Like, this is a true pay-per-view where you're just waiting finally for that main event to take place because I don't care about the rest of it one bit. Yeah. Who's, who's in the tag title match? Is it Sanity versus Age of uh, Age of the Fall? Uh, the uh, Authors of Pain? Is that yeah, what the tag team uh, title match? It's going to be a tag team oh title match, God. and it looks like they're going to make a bit of... Well, it looks like they're making a bit of a change, at least. I mean, because I don't think Alexander Wolf's going to be involved, which is a good thing, I think. And then you got, I mean, they, Eric Young, Eric, your favorite Eric Young. Eric came Young back. And I, worst. I think Eric Young, I think Eric Young is fine in this role. He's he, and he's a, he's a better wrestler than Alexander Wolf. Nikki Cross. I'll take Nikki Cross. Yes. Give me Nikki Cross and, and, and Eric Young or Killian Dane. I tell you in what, that match. I want a Nikki Cross match on every takeover. I don't care if she's on the upper card, the mid card or the low card. Nikki Cross has to wrestle on every show. I agree. I'm deeming that right now. Nikki Cross. Um, yeah, I'm not hyped about that. Johnny Gargano and uh, CN Almas will be pretty good. Uh, that'll be a, a fun match. Mm-hmm. What's the main event? Bobby Roode and Drew? Uh, yes, but they muddled things on NXT a bit because they were setting up for the net for afterwards because next week is going to be Roddy and Drew McIntyre. And if Roddy wins, he gets a match with Bobby Roode after TakeOver. They may be turning it into a three-way. I don't know, but I don't think so. So it's kind of odd. So you got you got Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode, which is going to be a WWE match main eventing NXT TakeOver. Um, yes. And and I love Drew. I love Drew. Bobby Roode is... is Serviceable. Sm- he's SmackDown mid-level match quality-wise, which is perfectly serviceable, perfectly fine. Um, not in the main event to be hyped up about. Like, it'd be a good, solid match, third from the top on a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. Uh, not so much here. You have uh, Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami is wrestling uh, who? Alistair Black. They Alistair, Alistair Black, Hideo Itami. That'll be pretty good. Uh, I think that'll, that'll be, be fun. Good. Uh, but nothing with Red Dragon. You don't know if uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish will be a team up at some point. It probably should be. Ember. I mean, the tag team needs them. And then you got Asuka and Ember Moon. Yes, Oscar uh, and Moon, possibly the most anticipated match on the show. I would think uh, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Looking forward to seeing if Ember Moon wins it. Yeah. And if Ember Moon does, she's the she's the right one right now. Like when she first got her title shot, it wasn't her time. It was Nikki Cross's time. Now Ember Moon is getting it, and it actually feels like Ember Moon's time. It feels like her time for the title shot. It does not feel like her time. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't know if it's her time to win it right now. But it's her time to actually get the match, which was the one downfall of that WrestleMania weekend match because it wasn't her time to get it. 
I don't, I, obviously she wasn't going to win that weekend, but it definitely wasn't her time to get it. Nikki Cross had the momentum yeah. to get that singles match. Yeah. Now though, now though, it's the right person. Ember Moon is right uh, to be in there. Uh, that'll be uh, an interesting one too. And that's takeover. And then we got uh, SummerSlam. We'll talk about SummerSlam next week, next week on our uh, SummerSlam preview show. It is coming up fast. John Cena and Baron Corbin. Is this going to be a match for the Money in the Bank contract? No. In fact, I think John Cena is probably going to win and then Corbin's going to cash later that night. Uh, yeah, that's the thing to do. That's the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. I'm going to fall asleep during that match. Like, I hope that goes <laughs> on like early so I'm not that tired. Because I would fall asleep during Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. I mean, you got this super boring guy who just comes out here and talks, talks, talk, and, and talks, going up against, you know, Bray Wyatt, who's pretty cool. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. This is a weird time in wrestling overall. Because you, you have people... You don't say. Well, it, it's it's that point where we're so oversaturated with things, and 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 it, it gets the quality mode. Like, even people watching G1 right now, I'm like, yeah, these are good matches. I don't know if they're, you know, if they're transcendent matches, but they're very good. And 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 half the people watching are like, I'm three days behind right now, and I need to catch up on this match, this match, and this match. What should I watch? And it's and then you have SummerSlam, which is one match and a bunch of things cobbled together. Oh my God, Neville and Akira Tozawa. This is a this really is a show where there's like five different matches that can be on the pre-show and you can't put them all in the pre-show. Like some of these have to be on the main show. I still don't think Naomi and Natalia will be on the main show. I don't believe Big Show and Big Cass will be on the main show. And I don't think uh, Neville and Akira Tozawa will be on the main show. Like those are your three pre-show matches if you do all three of them on the pre-show. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. you put the tag team title match on there, but I think the New Day and the Usos got a lot of heat going on right now. Like I wouldn't put that match in the pre-show. Uh, you got uh, if, if Doc and uh, Anderson go up against, uh, they were going to go up against what the Revival or something like that. So now you put them in the Hardys uh, because you have Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson out with with uh, Scott Dawson being hurt. So you do Guns and Gallows versus the Hardy Boys. That can go on the pre-show. I wouldn't put oh, it there. No, the Hardys, no, that's but... gonna be a that's gonna be a four way. So you think that's you're gonna, gonna, gonna do you're gonna do a four way for the tag team titles, including Ambrose and Seth Rollins? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know that is a match I'm actually looking forward to, um, but I know not everyone is. And then you have the big one: Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, uh, super awesome. It's it's an interesting show. Uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, not too hyped about that one. We talked about that a little bit. I don't know. This is this is a downer of a SummerSlam for me. It really is. I agree. I I, I agree in many ways. I, I think. I, I and you know what? I think there's a realization that that within the company that's a bit of a downer. So they may just pull something out of their out of a hat or something and, and just swerve us all well, on, on and give us a surprise. So that's talking. I mean, I don't, I don't know about a swerve. Cause I fully expect going into this one, Brock Lesnar is going to win. Cause I think the idea is Brock and Roman the singles. But if you do think that Brock Le- Lesnar is uh, leaving WWE or you don't want to have him as the champion, if he goes to fight John Jones or whoever you, I could see a new champion being made. And if they do make a new champion, I think it's Braun Strowman and you keep going with the Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman idea. Um, 
Yeah, I, 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 as I said last week, I think if you were running a wrestling company and you're looking at Joe's your pick because he can talk, but if you're the WWE, oh, no, no. And you, if it, you, but hold on, hold it's on. It's never going to be Samoa Joe. He's Let never winning the title. Let me finish my thought. But if you're, but if you're Vince and you're looking at, here's my homegrown guy. He has spectacle. Let's see what we can do with it. Braun Strowman's probably the guy you put it on. Yeah. Just Braun. even for a short run until the fall. Even for a short run, because I don't know if you can hang on to Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns all the way to WrestleMania. And do you trust Braun Strowman to be no. in the WrestleMania main event? No, at, 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 at the longest he'll have it is up until Rumble. Suck, suck it, CM Punk. We're putting Braun Strowman in the main event. Um, <laughs> You also have, uh, what other match do you have here? I was going to mention something and I forgot. Oh, Randy Orton and Rusev. I mean, that's fine. Um, Rusev's going to eat. Bliss and Sasha. He's going to eat an RKO. Uh, Blitz and yeah, Bliss and Sasha. That's going on there. But you talked about how they might throw throw a swerve at us or throw something big. I think WWE thinks that if Baron Corbin strikes uh, his Money in the Bank contract and wins it against Shinsuke, that'll be like their big moment. I think they really feel like that's the big moment we can hang our hat on. I would not be shocked if if you were right in that thinking. Hey, we, we're going to give him something big. Let's give him a surprise. Let's give him Baron Corbin winning the title. And that's your program. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, the guy who lost to John Cena. So then you do on a SmackDown show, you do John Cena versus Baron Corbin, right? And Baron wins. And then you go to the big match of Shinsuke and Baron Corbin for the title. Can't be any worse than Jinder and Randy, I suppose. No. Actually, it could be worse if you think about it. I don't want to think about it, Jeff. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that here's I don't a want random. To... Oh, okay, go ahead. No, nope, nope, you're up I was going to say. I was going to say. What's a? I got a random question for you. Okay. Because we talked about G one briefly. Um, well, you did. What... You, you keep uh, you keep bringing it up. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Like I haven't mentioned Doesn't... anything about the G one all night, sir. You. Oh, I see what you did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is what Toru Yano does technically wrestling? Yes. Yes, it is. If that what, makes that makes Toru Yano the best technical wrestler in the world. Today. It's technically wrestling. So, yes, he's there. You go. He's the best technically wrestler in the world. Not technical yep, wrestler. Exactly. Technically wrestler in the world. Technically wrestler. You, you can have Zack Sabre Jr. doing his half naked twister routine. I'll take Toru Yano. Thank yeah, you very much. I know you will. I know you will take Toru Yano. Um, <laughs> ah, man. Oh, gosh. You know what else? Do you see these people on Twitter thinking that CM Punk might show up at the Ring of Honor show on October 15th? Ring of Honor is going into Chicago. They're, they they set up this large building, uh, 4,000 to 5,000 seats, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's that many, uh, but a lot of seats, a big a big new arena in uh, in Chicago. Kenny Omega is on the show. Kenny Omega, the IWGP United States champion. Kenny Omega, future WWE champion, if you ask Everyone who's trolling about how Kenny Omega might go to WWE, including the Young Bucks and else. Um, I mean, some people think that Kenny Omega CM Punk's going to be the main of a show. Like, how how long does it have to be before you realize that CM Punk ain't coming back? <laughs> I I agree. I don't I don't think, uh, and, and I don't think he'd go to something as big as Ring of Honor for his first match. I, I think he'd go to like a 
Well, not even PWG. I, I think he may go to he'd go to New Japan. He would no. He would but do he whatever, come to the states. He would do whatever he wanted to do. That's that's the whole yeah. point. But does what he wants to do is that a match with Kenny Omega in front of four thousand people in Chicago? I don't know. Maybe it is. It might be. It but might would he be, be any good? He, still wants to be an MMA, he wants to be an MMA fighter. Still, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean that's never going to happen ever. He's never going to fight. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, I have something else. We, would, we brought well, this would, up last week. Would CM week Punk be I, any good? Would CM Punk be any good if he came out after three years and finally had a match? Would he be any good? Would you trust him in the main event against Kenny Omega? I wouldn't. I think he'd be good. I don't think it would be a great match. I think it'd be, you know, I mean, I, look, it, he's been, do, he did wrestling for a long time. It wouldn't be something that you forget. It, it, he'd be rusty. And I'm sure he'd get the ring rust out. I mean, he wouldn't go in cold turkey to, to wrestle his first match. He did. He'd do a few warm up matches. I just think it would look like, man, this looks like a guy who used to be CM Punk. That's what I think it would look like. If if Shane McMahon had a CM better Punk match, actually... if Shane McMahon had a yeah, better not... match than CM Punk in 2017, yeah, that AJ Styles match at Mania. Yeah, right. it's it's one of those things where uh, where you kind of go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that guy mm-hmm. used to be CM Punk. He was okay. That guy used to be CM Punk. Once uh, he wrestled, and then he didn't. Uh, you were about to get fired up over something. What was that? Not going fired to? up, but but there was something that uh, Chris and I talked about last week. I want to bring up with you. It was the news story in, uh, or at least the tidbit in the Observer mm-hmm. Wrestling Observer newsletter. One of those things. Whatever, um, about, whatever that uh, is. The the rumor that 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 main roster talent with some uh h- how do you say some uh, nostalgia value may go back to NXT to headline like, or to possibly like, even just boost that up. Do you th- do you buy into that? And who- like who? Sami Zayn maybe. Oh, like nostalgia to NXT. Yeah, no, I, I think Sami Zayn has entrenched himself in the main roster. I mean, as like the Christian type. Um, I don't know if he would go back. Uh, he's in this barn burner of a feud with Mike Kanellis right now. How could you send him back at the moment? I mean, come on. This is television gold. Ratings gold. Is Mike Kanellis a bust? Depends what you thought his ceiling was. I, I didn't have that high of a bar for him, so no. To me, the ceiling was global force wrestling. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I don't know about Sami Zayn going back. If, well, we've talked about this on the show. Like, I, I would feel like you should send Emma back. You know, give the people that you don't oh, have yeah. doing anything who have some value for somewhere, um, you know, send Emma down. And not really as a Dana demotion, Brooke. just kind of a... I, I don't know if I would send Dana Brooke down, okay? Because she probably belongs on the main roster doing what she's doing. I don't know if she helps any in NXT. I'm talking about doing something where, okay, these people have talent. You want to keep them fresh, maybe on that, on, uh, on your TV, your raw and your SmackDowns, send them back to NXT where they might draw a little bit more, where they might make the television better. Not necessarily. I, I think WWE and NXT at this point, NXT is more than just developmental. As far as the TV side goes, you're not sending Emma back to work house shows in Florida, right? You're sending Emma back to highlight some of the house shows where you travel outside of Florida or highlight on TV. Um, have Emma wrestling the Billy, the Billy Kays, the Peyton Royces, the new, the new women that are up, have Emma, you know, in a program with a Mandy Rose or a Sarah Logan or something like that. I, I think there's value in that. I don't know if you put Sami Zayn in there. He's entrenched. 
Um, you're not you're not putting the drifter down there because what the hell did you call him up for if you're just going to send him back down after two months? Uh, I, I think there's value in sending some guys back. I don't know if you're sending Sami Zayn back because you're going to fill up those small arenas when you travel outside of Florida. You're going to Sami Zayn isn't going to cause an extra thousand seats to be sold at NXT TakeOver. There's no point in sending Sami Zayn back down unless he's just going to be jobber on SmackDown. And he's close to that, but he's not quite there yet. He's a guy you can put in a multi-man championship match anytime you want to for no reason. They have. Do you know where NXT is tonight? NXT tonight, like the the national tour, are they touring right now? Yes. I know they're in Florida somewhere, and I know uh I know no. what's her name? Carrie uh Carrie Sane, Carrie Sane is uh is back, so that's cool. I'm excited for that women's tournament just for her. Yeah, there's a couple of others. I wanna I wanna see Serena D back. There's some other ones, but uh, I'm excited for that women's tournament. But anyway, where is NXT tonight? Are they in Canada? They're in Los Angeles, California. Oh, uh, they are. Okay. And I had no interest in going to this show. Well, yeah, because what would the main event be? Bobby Roode versus Roderick Strong? Probably. I I, I don't know. Alistair Black and Bobby It's two weeks before a big, quote-unquote, big network event. Why are you going to go just to go? I mean, it. it well, it's NXT- one of those things where I understand where, oh, I want to support people I like, but it's like, it, is anything going to happen on this show? No. So why would I go? No, nothing's going to happen. And I think the novelty of the NXT house shows is worn off to where you're, you can run these small thousand seat venues and it'll feel hot because that's all you can draw at this point. You can draw. Well, it's in a pretty big people. venue. That That's the weird thing. It's not, in a, it's not in Staples or anything, but it's in the Nokia theater that, which is in that oh, yeah. same. Yeah area and that's not a small they do the award shows there right yeah 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 they i mean roderick strong in the main event against bobby Roode, alistair black wrestling a hideo itami uh tag teams johnny gargano wrestling against whoever i mean it it's not the luster it's not the luster though that it was a year ago and especially not two years ago it's not the same thing and I don't know if Sami Zayn being on the show, while it would be a cool surprise, I don't know if Sami Zayn being on the show makes that much of a difference. It's no, just, I agree. Yeah. Two weeks, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, they're not going to sell that building out. Not no. For, not for TakeOver. Th- they're not. Not for, not for that main event. I mean, this is getting Here, closer yeah. and closer to a WWE third brand than it is the special ent- entity in NXT. It's getting very, very far away from that. Um, the revival's yeah. dead, by the way. The revival's officially dead. Oh, permanently. They're, Vince is done with them. He's done. It, they're, it, you will never see the revival anything of importance in WWE unless it's five years from now. They're going to go through this Usos death march that the Usos went through in the first five years. Where they're on every show, they're wrestling all these tag team matches, but they're losing everything. Occasionally, you'll think, okay, there's a glimmer of hope. They're going to be putting something important. And then they're going to lose that and go back to main event. And just never be seen again. These guys have gotten hurt twice in the first five months they've been on the main roster. That is a strike against them. And they're not tall. They don't look in the best shape. They don't do the wrestling that that Vince likes. And this is the reason why Vince doesn't like tag teams is because when one guy gets hurt, you're now just paying a guy his downside to do nothing for three months. Where, Where the hell has Nick Miller been? Shane Thorne got hurt a year ago and Nick Miller has not been on TV not been on the house shows, not been doing anything for a year, yet he's still getting paid. Why? Because we're a tag team and Nick Miller can't do anything on his own. Hell, Nick Miller by himself wouldn't be having a job in WWE because he's boring as shit and can't do anything. 
fired up. And that's why the revival is dead because Nick Miller sucks. (laughs) Nick Miller's better than Hangman Page. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know if that's true, and that's the sad thing. I don't know if that's true. All right, and Hangman Page, how many wins does Hangman Page have in the G One this year? Like fifteen? It's a joke. (laughs) I love that when this show is over, the one thing that we will agree on and that we know for a fact we've accomplished tonight is that Goldust and Emma are going to be a team. Yeah, I think that's the only thing we're agreeing on. And that's why you folks listen to this show. All right? It's for nuggets like Goldust and Emma. Let me tell you something, Rob. I love you. I'm happy you're married. But the fact that you basically... Here's a little inside baseball, kids. You started the show without telling me. That's what the weird thing. And you oh had shit! Me off shit! I forgot tonight. to start recording. Really? No. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Oh, um, no. Glow. You want to talk Glow now, or you wanna, tell me or about? Have, tell me about, uh, about? Tell me about Glow. Uh, okay, we went over it. We went over the Alex Riley episode last week. Oh my um, god! I can't believe I missed it. That Alex Riley episode was so good. Oh, and then he gets the girl to sleep with him. That Alex Riley man. <laughs> Alex Riley is a superstar, and he had so many lines. I was shocked by how many lines he had. Come on, I was shocked. I, um, he had a ton th- of lines. This this episode. This episode. Tell me about this episode. Tell me about I, I, this I, I episode. Last week's was a little too on the nose. This week's was. Uh, this week was time wasting. I think because it's like it's Allison Bree's search for authentic Russianness, and she ends up doing Yentl, which. <laughs> Which even even I mean that's a little too. Look at us, we're we're making references to the eighties. I I, I Ev- just I everyone knows okay. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, and then meanwhile, um, uh, oh I forgot the character name. Uh-oh. Uh oh, the, bl- the blonde. They're they're trying to find an authentic heel for her to wrestle mm-hmm. in, and and all during this time she's just not happy with anybody. She's being temperamental. Um. And you have yeah. you have uh, I'm forgetting all the character names too, but yeah. you have the uh, you have the executive producer, if you will, or the uh, assistant producer, the trainer, um, the tall girl. I forget what her character name is, but you have her Cherry. who's really Cherry. Cherry is really upset because Blondie's getting all the attention, and it's like no one else mm-hmm. is doing anything, and it's just we're trying to find this mega heel, and it's all because Blondie won't work with Allison Brie. She won't work yeah. with uh, she won't work work with Zoya the Destroyer. Perfect name, <laughs> by the way. Perfect. Uh, she won't work with her. So yeah, you all know we all know what was going to happen. Like eventually they're going to work together. Blah blah blah. Okay. Um, and the subplot that made me angry last week, it looks like it's going to be continuing. That this whole Pizza Boy thing, that 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 whole contrived romance as oh, opposed to being well, an awkward love story. We're going to hook up one night and then we're going to argue about Brian De Palma and Mouse Tongue. Right. But it, <laughs> it, it comes into play for something larger later on. Okay. So keep watching. It is somewhat important for a big story arc later on, a reason why they're getting upset, a reason why and, uh, things are happening. And I like that character. I like, I like that. I mean, even though she, I think she's a bit of an anachronism in that she's an emo film, film geek type of thing in a, in a world where films were kind of hard to come by at times. I mean, um, you could be a film fan. It was just hard. Well, to well, you'll find, you'll find that she's, uh, well, no, she's not actually a film fan and you'll find out later why. Okay. Okay. She's not a, uh, she's not a true 
film fan. She is a Mark Marin film fan. Yes. Yeah. I, oh. oh, they're not. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope that's not what I think it is, but I think it is what I think it is, but okay. Oh, well, we'll find <laughs> out, won't we? We'll find out later on. Um, I still enjoying the show, but yeah, this, uh, this episode with the, with the whole Russian thing, um, I agree. This was one of the weaker episodes of the show. Um, but it, uh, Alison Brie, the least compelling character on the show, which is scary to me. I do. It's like any subplot that involves her. It's like, wow, here, here's the try hard girl trying hard. She is trying hard and it gets, uh, I've, I come to respect her a lot you know, later on. And when we talk about the finale and when we talk about some of the other episodes going on, like she ends up being my favorite character of the, uh, of the show. And I really like, I really like her. Um, no, no, I funny, like her. she's, she's earnest in the role. Don't get me well, wrong. No, no, I mean, I, I, I like, I like her. I like her character. I like what her character does and what she goes through and how she finally ends up. Sometimes it's a little weird. Like she wants to be, we've talked about this before. She wants to be like serious actress. She's bringing them into it. And then she won't let herself become like an actress and demote. And, uh, you know, she's starting to get into it with the Zoya to the Destroya. Uh, but she was trying yeah. to find a role and she wanted to show how good of an actress she was. But when something didn't quite work with her moral standing or with her real life, she wouldn't do it right. And that was like, how would you, you're an actress. You're supposed to be playing a part. This is a part. It doesn't matter if you're against something you're doing this for your character. So I, I I found it a little odd, like it was a little contradictory with her at first, but she starts to get it's, away from that. It it's 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 a it's a character that that is a staple in these types of shows where it's the it's the self aware actor who's not a good actor when they're so self aware, mm-hmm. and that you know combined with the cringe humor aspect of it, and I like some cringe humor. It, it's just there are times where I'm watching where I don't want to cringe all the time. I think maybe yeah. I've maybe just due to the amount of things that have cringe humor. Now I I've kind of become desensitized to it, or maybe I, I just disinterested. In it. I mean, between like the UK office and things like parks and rec and things of that nature, which didn't have as much cringe humor in it as, as other things, but it's very British in its stylings. But, but there are times where it's just the, the, the Brie character. I'm just like, all right, let's let's move on to the other characters because they're far more compelling to me. I, I get that, but yeah, this 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 episode left a little bit to be desired. All right, everybody, we're back. This show, Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> we end the show, and Jeff Hawkins says, "I hated this show. It felt like it felt like I was complaining." I am giving you an addendum here to the show. I'm giving you a chance. What was one thing you liked this week about WWE? Praise something. Let's end this on a positive note. Oni Lorcan Paul Birch was really good on NXT, I thought. And I'm going to like that when they turn into a tag team, I think. But I, I really liked that match. Paul Birch? And I think I already said did you just Paul Birch, make, my fault. Did you I, just I, make Danny Birch Paul Birchell? Oh, God. You know what? I was trying not to call Martin Stone. <laughs> I hate the names too. See, I can't even be only comp wow. music. You found a way oh, to praise God. something and then hate on it and then crush it. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. End the show by ruining, ruining Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka for me. Look, at least we got Arn and Tully. That's all. <laughs> Speaking of how, uh, how uh, anticlimactic is it that Arn Anderson was the reason 
that this whole thing with the fashion files has been going on. Like, what the hell is that? Uh, Arn yeah, Anderson. I... Now, see, we called it, though. We said it was going to be a joke. But it wasn't even a good joke. I mean, that's... Well, the, the good joke was the whole Ascension thing. I love the Ascension, but I actually thought they were yeah. going to have someone debut and take them out. Like, it was actually going to lead to something. Even, it didn't have to be anything, like, gigantic. Like, even you know Chad Gable. Was- you know, Chad Gable upset that he has no tag team partner. It was just taking it out, and he just happened to find the horse in the office, and he just went nuts. Like, even it was something like that. But it was Arn Anderson. You know what it was really is that, that, that the comedy sketches started and it's like, this would be a great way to debut a team behind the mystery, but then you fell in love with the comedy so much and audiences fell in love with the comedy so much. It's like, well, we can't debut anybody after this. We have to think of a joke as a coda somehow. So, so, so then they, they're like, they didn't really have a ending of that nature. So they came up. What's the, well, the horse was named Tully. We'll we'll have Arn be the guy. I'm like, okay, Did doesn't you make see, any sense for anything it else. It doesn't make any sense. Did you see who WWE.com is teasing as far as taking on Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze at SummerSlam? Is it Eric Rowan and Luke Harper? I mean, you're close. You are close. That's, that's who I would have thought it would be. Uh, but no, they are debuting a tag team at SummerSlam to take on Fandango and Tyler Breeze. You will never guess who they are. It's Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.